Hi, I'm Dr. Taryn McCarthy, business owner, orthodontist, motivational speaker, and mom. After 20 years of striving for success in business, I'm starting the conversation about the business of happiness. True success in life is realized when we achieve inner fulfillment. Join me in the conversation with business leaders and entrepreneurs looking to reignite their passions and redefine success. Welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. Hello and welcome to the Business of Happiness podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and today is going to be a great day. The way I start every day, whether I feel it or not, I say that out loud to myself because every day has the potential to be a great day. Every day is a choice. Every day, happiness is a choice. And I thank you so much for joining me over on the Business of Happiness Hive, our private Facebook group. On the Business of Happiness Hive this month, we are doing a gratitude challenge. It's one of those extremely poignant moments in my life when I decided to implement a gratitude practice in every single day of my life, which has changed the way I perceive my days. It's changed relationships in my life. It's made me value my husband even more. It's made me seek happiness every day. And I just have to say thank you to all of you who are putting happiness as a priority in your life. Because not only are you changing your own perspective on the world, but you are being an enormous inspiration to those around you. You know, right now in our world, there's a fashionable term called toxic positivity where positivity and happiness is really being demonized. And I'm excited to be talking to you about this in a future podcast episode. But for now, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for being courageous enough to pursue joy and happiness in your life and to look for those tools and techniques for you to feel that inner fulfillment. Tonight, what we're talking about is imposter syndrome. And imposter syndrome is one of those absolute killers of happiness. Imposter syndrome is something that sets into your heart and makes you doubt yourself to the deepest, deepest degree. So if you haven't heard of the term imposter syndrome, I'll tell you what it is. It's that feeling of unworthiness, that sinking feeling when you look around the room that if anyone found me out, they'd realize that I really don't belong here. It's interesting because it's reported that 70% of people in America have either felt imposter syndrome or identify with that experience and that there's a predilection for people who are high achievers or very successful driven people. Isn't that interesting? And what's fascinating is some of the most incredible, incredibly experienced experts in their field have felt and reported feeling imposter syndrome. One of them who I was so surprised to find out about is Maya Angelou. Can you believe that after writing her 11th novel, she said that she was afraid that finally everyone would find her out, that she really isn't the expert she pretended to be? Can you believe that? In fact, 
Um, the other person who I found out about was Albert Einstein, and he actually created his own term, which at the time was involuntary swindler. <laughs> he called himself an invol involuntary swindler because he was so afraid that he would be found out for being a fraud. Can you believe it? Really, the most accomplished people feel this way. So please, if you've ever felt this way in your life, try to feel great about yourself that you're in the... You're in the same room with Albert Einstein and Maya Angelou, because these are incredibly, extremely heroic people, extreme experts in their field, who themselves felt like they were pulling the wool over our eyes. So feel great about yourself if you ever felt like an imposter. I mean, I have. Definitely, I found myself in that world. In fact, I felt like such an imposter that I didn't even go to my college graduation. I thought that if I showed up at my college graduation, they'd realize that I really didn't deserve the GPA that I had earned. Can you believe it? In fact, I even felt when I applied to dental school and I got into dental school that they had made a mistake, that there was an error <laughs> when I was accepted into one of the top dental schools in the country. Of course, ignoring all the accomplishments that I had in my wake, but this is one of the things about imposter syndrome is it's a liar as well as much as we've talked about how fear is a liar. And that really is what's sitting behind imposter syndrome. It's just fear by another name. In fact, imposter syndrome can also be hidden behind things like perfectionism, self-doubt, fear of failure, and anxiety. And the problem with imposter syndrome is when it actually stops you from doing what you've dreamt of doing, from following your dreams, from pursuing your passions. Not only is it a problem because it robs you of your happiness and of your inner fulfillment because it might stop you from doing the th very thing that you love to do, but it also could prevent the rest of the world from receiving the benefits of your excellence. Imagine if Albert Einstein had let imposter syndrome stop him in his tracks. Imagine if Maya Angelou hadn't continued to write her beautiful poetry just because she felt like a fraud. So what we're talking about here in this podcast episode is how do we address imposter syndrome. So it sounds like 70% of us are going to feel this way. Well, what do we do when it happens? Let's go over some ideas of what we can do when we feel like a fraud. The first question I'll ask you is, is it true? Is it true? This is possibly the most important question. Is the sentence or the statement that you have in your head actually true? Have you earned the accolades that people are giving you or have you not? Is it true that you're an imposter? And this is where we strip away feelings from reality, feelings from evidence, emotions from fact. It's not always easy to do, especially when you're sitting in the heart of it, especially when you're feeling like an imposter, when you feel like you've pulled the wool over everyone else's eyes. But it's critical to step back and say, what is the evidence of how I got here? So in my example of when I got into dental school, did I get the grades? Can I look at my grades on paper? Sometimes it's not enough evidence for us, but it is a great question to ask. Maya Angelou's question, 
Did I write 10 novels before this 11th one? You know, there are some hard facts that we can look at. And when that's not satisfying enough, here's tip number two. Just as we spoke about in our episode about shame, it's not possible for shame or imposter syndrome to survive when spoken. The minute you start to say it out loud to another person, to a person who you feel safe around, then you can start to see how ridiculous it really is. In fact, just saying it, speaking out it out loud might be the very thing you need to be able to squash that fear, that imposter syndrome. And then to have a friend or an expert or someone in that same arena who can reflect back to you that it really is not a feeling that's validated. The other thing that that friend or colleague can provide is their own insight when they experienced imposter syndrome. I heard this great talk by Neil Gaiman. I don't know if, you've, if you're familiar with his writings, but he's an extremely well-accomplished New York, New York bestseller, multiply recognized author of youth novels, children's books, and also novels um, for adults. He wrote things like Coraline and um, American Gods and the Sandman. Very, very, very accomplished writer. If you're listening to this podcast, chances are you didn't get into business to be miserable. The problem is that people feel that if their business gets busier, if they start becoming more successful, that happiness will eventually set in. But it can actually get worse. This is why I created the Business of Happiness Prosperity Coaching. In this one-on-one -on -one coaching, we look at how to redefine success on your terms and refine the joy and the passion in your dream. Visit me at thebizofhappiness.com and become the happiest business owner you know. Anyway, he was speaking on this clubhouse talk about how he was invited to an event with many other famous people. And they were directors and producers and authors. And I'm not sure what they were celebrating at this dinner, but he definitely felt out of his league. He looked around the room and thought, oh my gosh, if anyone knew who I really was, they'd realize I was a complete fraud and imposter in this room. So as he's walking around the room trying to feel more comfortable about himself, which by the way is another problem with imposter syndrome is it prevents you from discussing and conversing with people who are in the expert arena that you want to be in. So he was feeling that way, like he couldn't even talk to people because if he did, he'd be found out for the fraud that he really was. And he mentioned that when people feel uncomfortable in these situations, they seek out others who are like them. So of course, another Neil in the room came right over, did a beeline for the only other Neil in the room and said, hey, you know, I'm Neil, you're Neil, how's it going? And they started chatting a little bit and Neil Gaiman said, look, I'm extremely uncomfortable. I'm so glad you came over to talk to me. And the other Neil said, oh my gosh, I'm so glad you said that because I am so out of my league in this room. I cannot believe I got invited. How did I get invited? I'm terrified someone's going to turn around and see me for who I am. And in that moment, Neil Gaiman realized that this other Neil felt the same way he did. 
So there's that sharing of experiences so that they could both look at each other and reflect to each other that they both deserved to be in that room. (laughs) The punchline of the story is the other Neil that he was talking to was Neil Armstrong. So can you believe that here's the man who walked on the moon feeling like he was out of place and didn't deserve to be in a room of experts? If this isn't a relief to you, then I don't know what is. If Albert Einstein and Neil Armstrong can feel imposter syndrome, then please, if you feel this way about any arena in your life, recognize that you are in good company. Because feeling like an imposter is just an indicator of the value that you put towards this space. It's just letting you know of how important this really is to you. So number one, remember we mentioned just recognizing that you feel that way and asking yourself, is it true? And then sharing it with somebody, finding out, does someone else feel the same way? Or can they maybe be a mirror for you to show you that you really do deserve the accolades that you're receiving? Recognizing and respecting your values is another way to combat imposter syndrome. Can you step outside of it and see it for what it is, an indicator of what you really value, of how important this really is to you? You care deeply about this, and that's why you feel so uncomfortable in terms of being an expert. And then the next step is, can you rewrite your story? Can you take that sentence or that phrase that keeps repeating in your head and say it to yourself a little differently? So here's an example. Wow, everyone here knows more than I do. I can't believe it. I'm so uncomfortable. Everyone here is more important, knows more than I do. Can we reframe that sentence to, wow, I'm so blessed to be in this room. I'm going to learn so much. See how that puts you back in the seat of power. See how that gives you back the value that you've earned to be there and in that space. Instead of making you less than everybody else, even if you feel like you don't have the same accomplishments, and maybe you don't, recognize that you're in a room of greatness, that you're in an arena of greatness, and that you really want to be there. And how fabulous will it be for you to stay and to keep learning? Because that's another danger of imposter syndrome is that you won't keep pursuing your dream. Not just it won't feed to your happiness, but you won't get better. Because we all have to start somewhere. Not one of us started knowing everything. There's not, it's not possible. We didn't just start knowing all of physics or all of dentistry or all of teaching or all of novel writing. There has to be a beginning. There has to be a stumble and a fall. There has to be failure. So another technique for combating imposter syndrome is allowing yourself to fail, giving yourself the opportunity to try to put yourself out there and possibly to fall on your face. (laughs) That's what I have learned the hard way. And it's in the learning to fail, the The freedom to be able to try, the freedom to be able to give yourself room to possibly fail, that's where the growth happens. And that's how experts are made in their arena. In fact, I would almost say that 
most experts, if not all, have at one point felt like imposters. And if they didn't, perhaps they weren't pushing themselves hard enough. Perhaps they weren't stretching themselves outside of their comfort zone enough. So constantly being able to put yourself out there can help you with imposter syndrome. And then the last piece of advice I have for imposter syndrome is painting a picture of success, visualizing it a little bit differently. So instead of visualizing yourself getting up on that stage and stumbling and falling and everyone laughing at you, visualize standing up there and owning the room. Visualize getting up there and feeling like an expert. Take a page out of the athletes, the Olympic athletes, book where they literally sit and visualize the excellence of their movements. They imagine how they're going to perform out on the Olympic stage and do so for yourself. What would you do if you didn't feel like, a, like an imposter? What, if you, what would you do if you were the expert and visualize that before you go out on that stage? So Simply observing it and reframing your thoughts, getting comfortable with conversing with your colleagues about it, and changing your perspective in the moment. These are all ways to combat imposter syndrome. But I think the biggest lesson for me is just that so many people feel this way, especially leaders, especially those of us in healthcare, especially those of us who are trying to be the very best at what we do. And even parents, <laughs> I think as a parent, a leader of your family, often we can feel like imposters. I don't really know what I'm doing. But here's the secret. Nobody does when they start out. Nobody knows what they're doing when they start out. And it's only by trying and failing and trying again and being brave and courageous enough to face those uncomfortable feelings of unworthiness, of fraudulence, of constantly pushing yourself to be your very best. It's only by facing those fears that you actually can become the very best of who you are. Well, my friends, thank you again for listening to this incredible episode. And thank you for hearing my history of imposter syndrome. It's still something that I face and I know so many of you do. But slowly, just like any other muscle that we constantly flex and practice, slowly it becomes more and more comfortable because I don't think imposter syndrome will ever go away from me, but maybe it can be just a small part of my conversation in my head and not defining my whole life. I think that's true for many people who have that perception of maybe not owning the accolades that they've achieved, owning the accolades that they've received. And Maybe it's just a matter of learning when that feeling comes up as an indicator of what's so important and not necessarily a definition of who you are or of your worth. I hope this has served you. I hope that you have taken value from this conversation. I look forward to seeing you again next time. And remember, when you feel good, you can do good. Bye-bye. Thank you again for joining me on this week's episode of the Business of Happiness podcast. I hope you enjoyed the conversation. And if you know of a colleague who could benefit from the perspective, empower their day and share this episode with them. Or check out more episodes at embracethelead.com. 
I look forward to exploring fulfillment in business with you again next week. And remember, today is going to be a great day. Thank you.